The Red Dirt D&D Podcast is brought to you by Pro Laser Cuts. The Oklahoma company provides pre-made and customizable design laser cut dice towers, tokens, and more developed by a gamer for gamers and now available to enhance your tabletop game. Pro Laser Cuts products can be found at many Oklahoma City area game stores, local events, and now available online at ProLaserCuts.com. That's laser and cuts with a Z, Pro Laser Cuts. And by SD Way Gaming, where dice goblins unite. Our friends at SD Way Gaming celebrate the beautiful dice players handpick for their games and splendor. SD Way Gaming has expanded to include many tabletop gaming varieties, accessories, and similar fun necessities to include a service for your dice addiction. You can shop for a variety of products at sdwaygaming.com or find SD Way Gaming on Facebook. Welcome to Red Dirt D&D. I'm Michael Cross, and I play Blackjack, a jackalope folk warlock. I'm Connor Schnold. I play Jessica, the coyote shifter ranger. I'm Kiri Hester, and I play Billy, a bosom fighter. I'm Kim Cross, and I play Beatrix, a tabaxi rogue. I'm Johnny Payne, and I play Twitch Grimfoot, a rat folk necromancer. I'm Brooke Bullock, and I play Zianzi, a spiderkin cleric. And today, I'm also your dungeon master. Welcome to Tales from the Ironwoods. Or as we like to call it, Zianzi's Tale. Oh, wow. Having been ambushed by a young adult red dragon taken captive and brought into the bowels of the Githyanki Galleon, hope has sprung slightly in the hearts of our heroes as Blackjack has been able to dispel the controlling headbands of two of the goblins from the tribe that they had helped and made friends with in the Ironwoods. He has sent them off to go and look for other goblins and mates that he can free as well. Meanwhile, Fig the goblin has serotipously put the party in one large cell altogether where they have hidden their weapons and gear under a bunk. And I have lifted Billy up to rest on a sconce so that we can start doing a short rest. So the sconce has like a lantern hanging from it in here instead of an Everflame or just a normal torch. And as you do that, Billy, you see the light inside there just go bonkers. It moves around in the way a flame shouldn't be able to move around. It's flashing, it's jittering. I would like to look closely at the lantern. Inside the light, there is a little figure. Lantern, is that you? No, you are a princex. You should not be a lantern. Blackjack, I have bad news. What's going on? Lantern is our lantern. I'm sorry, what? The lantern is not fire, it is little lantern. He is tripping. So Billy's like tail is wrapped around like where the lantern is like connected to whatever it is yes. that's holding it up. And he has been redoubled and is so he's like climbed up his own tail and is wrapped his around big the lantern. Face is right there. Right in on the, the glass. Well, if that is in fact Layton, we might have a way to get out of here. Oh, does the lantern detach from the wall? It would. 
Okay, Blackjack, I need you to reach up here and take me and the lantern down. All right, I pick up the lantern and I bring the lantern down. Is there a obvious way to open the lantern? There is some type of latch and a little keyhole lined in silver. Oh, wait. Hey, uh, Beatrix. So Beatrix is going to grab her <laughs> keys and start getting them out. And while Beatrix is digging through the keys. Now, just let me get this straight. I'm trying to find a key to let out of the lantern another friend of yours. Okay, Lightning is a fairy. He is the princess of autumn, dukes of the harvest, and knight of the golden hour. And he is very nice. And, you know, I was gonna say, funnily enough, I was going to tell Jessica that they should use the Leighton whistle. And then I thought, oh, he can't hear us in space. But I guess he could have. There you have it. You all, you are nothing if not a bundle of surprises. Do you think this one will work? And it is very tiny little strong. I have found the tiniest key. And it doesn't, doesn't work. Try oh, one of the no. ones from earlier. Uh, one of the ones that we took we off took of? We took off of the dead guys. Okay, try this one. Okay. It's big, but as you, in Billy fashion, <laughs> go to put it in an obviously way too small keyhole, it shrinks down. <laughs> okay, here, you hold this. Let them cover your eyes. And he's going to try to just smash and then, it. And then, well, no, it opens. No, like, it the key opened. shrinks down to oh, fit the key lock. It's a skeleton key. Ah. You'll keep that one handy. It's yes, helpful. Absolutely. Letton, I'm so sorry. And he throws open the lantern. And in classic, we've all seen fairies do this. It bounces around, it swirls, <laughs> it goes around Billy's head several times. It runs over to Blackjack. It's up and down, it's up and down. It comes, it lingers in front of Jessica for a second. It starts to move and goes way around Twitch, goes over to Zeonsi, flips around, and then just hovers in front of Beatrix for a moment. Hello. And then back over. Letton, this is Bantree. Nice to meet you. She is new. <laughs> and you're a little high-pitched. I know, I know. We are meeting all kinds of new people. I have bad news. You are trapped on ship. So, uh, I'm sorry. But maybe we can get out. Do you think that you can fly around without being so sparkly? I'm not seeing a decrease in sparkle. So, uh, you are not going to be sent on a reconnaissance mission if you cannot be sneaky. And everything just fades slightly. Excellent. Sadness. I'm oh. sorry you're sad, but we need you to not be so sparkles. I hate to interrupt this warm welcoming. Hello, Leighton. But if you have a key that happens to fit a random appliance on a random ship mm-hmm. in the unknown cosmos of everything, mm-hmm. but we would why be don't obvious. you unlock the cell? That's right. After we've taken our short rest, I would say let's do that. Once we've taken our rest, Beatrix, can you open up this cell for us? Well, I mean, that's what I told you I was looking for keys in the first place for, so yes. Yes, good. Where did all y'all go when you had the map earlier? Oh, speaking of keys, we have a present for you, Mr. Tweech. Jessica, show him your present. Well, Beatrix was the one who had the gift for Twitch, so she's the one who needs... Beatrix, will you be a darling and get that box out of your gift? <laughs> Absolutely. Thank so, you. So Beatrix digs around down in... Underneath the bunk where you guys are hiding and, stuff. And Beatrix understands what's happening here, so she kind of gets over in the way to draw the attention. And so Beatrix holds out this box and oh we got that from a friend of yours Paulston he which was is moving not... in to take the box and he when was... you say Paulston and pulls his claws back Paulston 
What, what a coincidence. He reaches back out for the box You again. have some very interesting friends. I don't I didn't have like a friend him. named Paulston. He was a Pokemon. A porcupine fellow. Very interesting character. He was a porcupine named Paulston? Yes. Mm-hmm. That is what he said. Okay, that's not possible. Where did y'all go? We went to the ghost house, and then we got there. We met Paulston, and Paulston said, I know what to do, and then he killed us. And then we went on adventures, and we met a different guy named Falston, which is a different person. Wait a minute. How did he kill you when you went on an adventure from he, a ghost house? Okay, we go. it wasn't a ghost house. It was a Garbivo. And we go to <laughs> the Garbivo. <laughs> not broken. Tell me the story. No, I'm doing a good job. I'm doing a good job. So we go to the gazebo and he poisoned us because we had to go in the dead realm version of the iron ones where the dead things go because the iron ones are shady and the goddesses can't see in there to rape the souls and we met a a different suspicious guy named Martin and then we walked and 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 then we met a crank lady and then we walked and we walked. Jessica is going to (laughs) interrupt before (laughs) Billy gets any further and she's going to say yeah, he poisoned us with some tea, but it was an uh, interesting situation. He didn't outright kill us, I don't think. We were just in this different realm, and we had to fight our way back here. Twitches slowly turned around and sat down on the floor and set the box on the cot that's attached to the wall and is listening to the story, just staring at the closed box and says, a porcupine named Paulston sent you into the afterlife? Yes. Mm-hmm. That's not possible. Why do you say he's my friend? He's saying you went to school together. Uh, yeah, he we mm-hmm. shudders and you literally see hair stand up. He was not a nice spur. man, so I understand if he was not your friend. But he did seem very disappointed that you weren't there with him. Oh, I'm sure he was. Postal was one of the kids who bullied me in school, and he's the only one that I fought back against. So do you think that the box is dangerous? And I fought back against him with the hatred and the fury of every bully that I had faced over the years as a child. All of it unleashed at once on Paulston. Maybe that box isn't a very nice thing, man. Yeah, I bet the trap. Maybe, uh, uh, maybe we could, Beatrix could check that for a trap. I killed you. Paulston. There's no way you met him. What? What? I killed him as a child. Huh? What? what? Uh, well, maybe twi- not completely. I didn't mean to. I was. It was just so much. It was. That was. It, I never showed my face in that school again. I've barely seen my mom since then. I just couldn't take it anymore, and I fought back. I finally fought back, and I just let it all go. And Billy will approach and make himself available, but he will say, Twitch, I know I'm usually silly, but I was once attacked by two other possums, if you remember this story, and then I fought back and I killed those possums. My possums did not come back to life, but I kind of understand how you're feeling. So I think that maybe Paulston either was a person pretending to be Paulston, or maybe he was some kind of like magic thing. Or maybe, since you ran away, he's not really dead. Maybe he survived. No, he, he died. Did you see Because I had hope that I didn't take it that far because I didn't want it to become the thing that I had hated. And I checked, I, I, I snuck around town in the city and I listened to what people were saying and Paulston died as a child. But he, you said that he turned you in, 
he sent you into the underworld. Into the realm of the dead, correct. Mm -hmm. Yep. But we were still in the Ironwoods. It must yep. have been Paulston's ghost. Or we live in a world where it's not unusual for a person to come back to life. Also, the gazebo kind of like ghost house. So maybe he was ghosted. If it was him, he died as a child. He would have had the mind of a child. And he, he definitely he did. Grown Is that what he seemed like? A he, little childish now that you mention it. And he spoke of me directly? He did. Oh, I'm trying to remember. It felt like forever being in that other place. According to Poston, he knows Leighton. Because Leighton told Poston we're coming. Leighton, do you have anything to contribute? We can't hear Leighton, but he can exactly. tinkle. <laughs> So uh, first off, are you going to open your box and you like Beatrix to check it for a trap first? Or we could stand over there and we could make sure it open. I could. There's no need to check for a trap. And he places his hand on top of it. He says, whatever's in this box, I deserve. And he flings it open. <gasps> and it's nice, lovely, lined, padded, soft inside, raised in the center. And a little indention in the center is a bullet from a revolver. And he picks it up and pulls it out and he holds it up to whatever light Leighton is emitting. And written across the bullet, it says Twitch Grimfoot. And Twitch takes it from between his fingers and clasps it in his fist. It was Paulston. And he shuts the box and keeps the bullet in his hand. Right. So. Okay. It's, I'm really confused. Me too. The Ironwoods is so weird. I accidentally killed him. I got that. Uh -huh. Defending myself, mm -hmm. maybe. But he was very much alive. Was he? Yes. I mean... Well, enough to where he's giving us tea and making tea and knowing how to kill us and knowing everything about this key and, and how I to get the key and how to how to get this this essence of the key. When I started to dabble in the arts that I dabble in, he also was studying them. That's why he started picking on me. He thought we were rivals because of it instead of working together. He may have figured out, since he's had time to do nothing but read and study and observe, how to interact in both worlds. I'm Ooh. not sure. Wait a minute, did you say key? Essence of the key? What are you talking about? What did he send you into Afterworld to get? Oh, it was behind a barrier, and we tried Maytan, and we tried throwing a rope, and none of those things went through. Yep. Mm-hmm. Which, looks at Billy, one of you, looks at Jaska, has it. It's a blackjack. I can honestly say I do not have it. Turns to Beatrix now. <laughs> I'm showing you my keys. You know what my keys look like. Which one of you has it? What do you need it for, Twitch? <laughs> a ritual that I'm working on. It could be really beneficial right now. It's also more beneficial to get Blackjack and Zianci back where they need to be. When you say Zianci, Twitch slowly turns to Zianci and sighs and rubs the bullet between his fingertips. We'll deal with that key when we get out of here. Puts the bullet into a pouch. So, Leighton, yes, keys. We can get out of this. Have you found the key yet? Okay, Leighton, come here. And I cast the tongues. So that I can understand what Leighton is saying. Leighton, I've cast a spell that'll allow you and I to communicate. So, what are you doing here? 
You know, it would have been a lot easier if you had done this the last time and I wouldn't have had to make you all small. I didn't have the spell last time. Oh, you've learned new things. I have. My yeah. patron just gives me spells and, and I learn them. And so how did you get aboard here? Last time we saw you, you were taking care of things inside the fairy realm. Interestingly enough, parents got Ophelia all settled in. Parents sent me out to monitor harvest things while they dealt with the fallout from the Snowfrost fairies. I was also trying to hunt down some information for you about that nut that Twitch mentioned, and I found that information that led me to this person that I met, that porcupine man. I don't know anything about him, except that you were headed there. He had the key, conveniently, so I told him about you, and then I was leaving, and then I was here. In a lantern. And of course, all of my bodyguards. So you're not alone here? I'm alone in this lantern, yes, but there are other fairies presumably on the ship. Okay, we think we might have a way out of here. That would be wonderful. Right, (laughs) and apparently the goblins are here too. The crooked fangs. Right. Yeah, you you lived right on their land. <laughs> we were they were very good neighbors. <laughs> so, Beatrix. Yes. Try your key, that brass key, and see if you can find us a way out of here. Beatrix is reaching through and trying to. And it clicks but doesn't turn. Like it rattles but doesn't open the cell door. Okay. Maybe one of one of the other I'll keys. try one of the other. Or try ones. picking the lock. Fourteen. Excellent. If I remember correctly. There's only one guard out there. We could easily subdue that guard. Oh, yes. Well, should we check the other cells and see if there's anybody else here that Well, I think we'll do that, yeah. Let's, let's see if there's any other creatures in here. Do you all want to go? Do you want to send a scout? Do you want to... Oh, yes. So, I'm going to cast Find Familiar. Then I can warg through him to see yes. as well. So go look at the other cells. Ben is gone for 10, 15 minutes, something like that. Then comes back and you can see that this is a fairly large brig and no one else that you recognize, although there are some other creatures that are imprisoned until you get basically over to the flip side and there is a cell in which there is an orange fey cat and a <gasps> white-haired elf. Then yes. also in the scampering and the hiding passes what he thinks are two different githyanki. At least passes a githyanki twice, right? And one minotaur that's patrolling on that side of the prison. All right. So we've got a couple of gith to face off and something that looks a lot like a bull-headed human. So if we give the surprise of attack on them, we might be able to take them down quickly. But I have seen Pumpkin. Oh, you saw him? He's here on oh, in the brig. Oh, good. Well, that's good. So We need to make our way over there. Are we ready to make a surprise attack against these creatures to free ourselves? We can try. How's yeah. everybody doing? <laughs> You've had a short rest. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I held a very restful nape. Greetings and salutations, my friends. I'm Michael Cross. So great to have a moment to talk with you during this mid-show break. First off, I want to invite you all to join us as Patreon members. 
The money we raise helps us pay for things like music and sound effects you hear on the show, as well as money to go to events and make new fans. When you become a Patreon member, you get our episodes four days early, bonus content, access to our Discord server, and full versions of our roundtable discussions. You'll be joining other fans like MKDIR, DJ Latz, Alex Jenkins, and Jonathan Forsman. So join us right now at patreon.com slash reddirtdnd. Another way to support us is by getting your very own Red Dirt merchandise. You can find things like hats, hoodies, mugs, and t-shirts. Just click on the merch tab at reddirtdnd.com or reddirtrpg.com. Over nearly four years, Red Dirt D&D has grown and made new friends in the Dungeons & Dragons podcast community, like the show Bartenders. When you get done with this episode, you should check them out. Have you ever wondered what it would be like if a group of bartenders traded in their shakers for sets of dice? Well, now you don't have to. Bartenders is a D&D podcast where a group of bartenders put liquids in cups, talk about their experiences in the hospitality industry, and their life behind bars. Join us every Monday on your favorite podcasting network for a new episode of Bartenders. Well, what are you waiting for? Pull up a seat at the bar and let us mix you a drink. Cheers. We have a major event coming up, St. Patrick's Day weekend. Red Dirt RPG is taking part in TokenCon at the Reed Center in Midwest City, Oklahoma. Not only will we have a table there, but on Friday night we are taking part in a live actual play event we are calling Drinks and Dragons. And then on Saturday night we are playing D&D Trivia. So if you are in Central Oklahoma from March 15th through 17th, come by and see us. You can get more information at tokencon.net. If you're looking for more content, make sure to check out our YouTube page with Mysteries of Beatrix live every Wednesday. Keys from the Golden Vault from the Red Dirt Outlaws dropping every Tuesday at noon and Plausible Deniability every other Thursday. So come check it out at youtube.com slash at Red Dirt RPG or search for Red Dirt RPG on YouTube. We would love to hear from you. Find us on social media at Red Dirt RPG on Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, and Threads. You can also get in touch with us through our website at reddirtrpg.com. In the meantime, make sure and subscribe to this podcast and leave a comment on your favorite podcatcher so others can find us. All right, I think that's everything I need to tell you. Right now, let's head back to Red Dirt D&D. Vin Weasel has reported back that the brig is fairly large with nearly 40 cells spread out across this area of the Githyanki Galleon. Perhaps there are two Githyanki guards and definitely one roving minotaur guard down here in the brig. But he also has shown Blackjack the location 
of Pumpkin and an elf that Blackjack didn't recognize. And has it been more than eight hours since our very first battle on the planet? We took a short rest, which right. is just an hour. Just an hour. And if then we took a short rest on the way up, so yeah. that would be equivalent <laughs> of an hour. So probably not. It's probably, probably five or six hours. Probably, yeah, That's been what I thought. four so hours, I got my something hex. like that. Yeah. All right, Twitch, do you want to turn invisible? That's a good idea. Does anyone want to turn invisible with me? I can do this uh, one time. So we need to make it count if you do. I'll be invisible. Okay. Zianci will reach over. So you two are going to go stealth. Both of us are going to go invisible. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Zianci's going to reach over and is going to pray to Grandma Spider and is going to pray to her to grant you advantage on stealth checks. Okay. The rest of us are going to try to sneak behind them and see if we can surprise these Gith Yankee and whatever that bullheaded thing is. To be clear, I am really bad at sneaking. I'm going to hold <laughs> tightly. Not that I have a great stealth either, but. <laughs> but I roll with disadvantage specifically because I have too much armor on. Uh, <laughs> you noisy. Clink, clink, clink. You noisy. I clink. Yeah, if you hold Billy, that'll be great. So we're just gonna try and surprise them. And do you wanna go north? toward the way you didn't go, or do you want to go south where you know there were the guards and the dock? Which way did um, Vin Weasel go? So he'd probably just be retracing his steps, right? Vin Weasel should lead. So we've got Vin Weasel, and then we've got Blackjack, Mm -hmm. correct? I'll be in the back. So you guys creep out of the large jail cell, Mm -hmm. taking two right-hand turns, moving about 20 feet or so, and then you come to a hallway that goes, for lack of a better term, north and south. So taking it to the left or the north, you move about another 20 feet and it turns to the left again, winds around and comes across a hallway that is long north and south. It's got a couple of lanterns along that whole stretch of about 80 feet or so. Do you all know the lanterns? Do we need to free any fairies? Ah, uh, maybe. Right then, go see if we need to free any fairies, but be very quiet. And he will go and inspect the lanterns to see if they're fairies or not. Yeah, the four lanterns that are spaced out about every 10 feet on this side are indeed Layton's bodyguards. Beatrix, let me borrow the key. So Beatrix hands the key over. Blackjack, lift me up very high. I lift up, Billy. And I will try to very quietly open the lanterns. Hello, my name is Billy. If we have not met, Layton is here. Come on, we're breaking you out. And you think Layton is like flitting along For with sure. Billy? Yeah. Consoling his, his bodyguards, being like, good job. Roll a, uh, like a stealth check. Something to do quiet with the lantern. For Billy? Yeah. Okay. He has a disadvantage. He got a four. He does have a plus six, though, so a ten. Oh, that's not bad. There's distance involved. Okay. Very cool. And now, do you want to go on down this hallway with the lanterns, or do you want to go across the hallway and wind through to get to Pumpkin Cell? We cannot leave the fairies. Right, we've got to free them. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you guys move down the long corridor. You're about 
halfway down the long corridor when around the corner comes a Githyanki warrior. Mm-hmm. Sees you, and we should probably roll for initiative. Woo! Um, how do you want to do it for the two of us that were invisible? Not seen, but you guys can either engage and that'll run the invisibility, <laughs> or you can stay invisible. I mean, you know, it's up to you guys if you want to split the party. Mm. <laughs> I, I think we should take this person down, but anyway, so initiative. There you I go. want to split the party, but right here, so I'm going to put myself into initiative and maybe just not do anything. <laughs> I'll see how well it's going when we get there. Yeah. 16. Woohoo! Twitch has a 16. Billy has an 18. An 18. I also have an 18 with a plus 3. I also have a plus 3. It's a roll! Oh, really? I got an 8 that time. Oh, can I roll on my mat this time? I got a natural 20. Blackjack got a 32. Beatrix got an eight. Oh, all right. Beyonce got a 15. As you come around the corner, this Githyanki doesn't want to process or realize why people are out of the cell. <laughs> it it's kind of does that hitch, that surprise pause. Blackjack, Jaska, and then Billy. Blackjack, you're up. How far away is it? He is about 30 feet away. Fantastic. 10 feet been weasel to go over there and distract it. Whilst I get an advantage because of the help action, I bonus action hex, move my hex over to it, and cast Eldritch Blast. All right. First one advantage, 26 to hit. That is a hit. 10 points of damage. Ooh, nicely done. Second attack. It's a natural 20. Oh! Your dice just don't like gifts or love them, one. 23 points of damage. Wow. Love it. He staggers back a step, keeps his footing, but it's quite the blast. Jessica. She is going to fire her longbow with the autumn fairies. Advantage because she was invisible. invisible. You can't see it, but Lighten is very proud of you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, I know that bow. 27 to hit. Yes. I like counting. 10 points of magic piercing. She's going to send a mistletoe in without whistling this time for an extra three points of damage. Yes. And her second shot, which she's going to use during the sharpshooter, which I meant to do the first time, but I didn't say it. So that is a modified 20 to still hit. Still hit. 18 piercing damage. Blackjack blasts it, and then Jaska goes two arrows right in the chest, and it falls. Good start, guys. Good start. How many fairies have we freed? Three of four. Okay, as you're freeing the fourth, I am actually going to drag this gif Mm -hmm. over to the cell and put it in the cell. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. All the way back to your original cell? And then just close it up. So that's like around the corner and around the corner. Yeah, well, well, Billy and... and Are you guys not opening the other cells to get in there? Are there anybody in these cells? There are some humans about every other cell. There's a human or two in there. Were there keys on this gift? Yes. Oh. Probably to unlock these cells. So Mm -hmm. let's go unlock the cells as well. Awesome. Prison break. So who's going to unlock the cells... Blackjack's dragging. All right. Zionzi, <laughs> make me a strength check. Uh, I was about to Blackjack, say, I don't know, maybe you should release the fairies. How hard your strength is. And I should drag is. the body. Yeah. A strength check? <laughs> yes. Um, can I give myself guidance? If you'd like. <laughs> Blackjack, would you like me to? <laughs> Possibly it's a negative three. We'll find out what happens. Oh, golly. Oh my gosh. That's a nat 20. <laughs> wow! <laughs> Plus two for my guidance. So 19 total. Okay. <laughs> I thought so, that was a bad. So I Blackjack, just, you know, like, 
paid attention in fireman school or something. He just starts <laughs> doing gravity by the scruff of the neck and just all. <laughs> well, you back. did mention that the Githyanki are a little lighter. They're than lighter. He's expected. got big feet, good yeah. traction. Uh-huh. He's and I want to just while they're trying to get out these fairies, loot the body. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> As one does. There is one potion of healing and then just mundane gear like dagger, short swords, and the keys. The keys. Keys. All right. Do we want to free these other prisoners? It would certainly serve as a so. distraction. That's what I was thinking too. So I'm going to go unlock the other prison doors while they're getting the fairies out. Very good. You're dragging a body first, right? Yes. You get all the way back up the hallway where you need to turn and go right, and that's about the second round of activity or so, whenever you hear oh, behind goodness. you, mm-hmm. you see this minotaur, this bull-headed creature with a great axe is right behind Blackjack, dragging the body of oh. a gif, and he swings, ooh, with a natural 19. That hits. For 20 points of damage. As that happens, I just react and Turn invisible okay. <laughs> and teleport oh. 60 feet away, and I am invisible. And that is a reaction? Yes. It's Twitch's turn. Twitch is so impressed with how well everything went without him, he's going to stay invisible. <laughs> Zianci? All right, who's all near me? Me, Beatrix, Billy. Zianci is going to bless Jaska, Billy, and Beatrix. So add a d4 to your attack rolls and saving throws. And Zianci is going to stay kind of behind everyone and sort of follow up the rear end. And that will be Zianci's turn. It's Beatrix. I am going to try to hit him with my short bow. You can peek around the corner. I can peek around the corner and I can see him. So bonus action, steady aim. That only gives me an 18 to hit him. He is big mm-hmm. and a big target that hits. Oh, good. For 29 damage. Okay. And then I just am where I am. He bellows as that hits him in the lower gut, and it is now back at the top of the round. People right. have been unlocking lanterns. They've been blessing people. A couple <laughs> people have fired into the Minotaur. Go. Okay, Blackjack is invisible, so he gets advantage on his... He's going to, first off, bonus action, move his hex over to the Minotaur. And fire with advantage. 22 to hit. Yes. Eight points of damage. Second attack is not with advantage because he's no longer invisible. And that's only going to be a 12. That misses. Yeah, and Pastor. So he's in this five-foot-wide corridor. Blackjack and Beatrix are down at one end of it. Maybe to his right are Jaska and Billy. What do you want to do? She will give herself enough space that she can fire off some shots at him using her sharpshooter. That's a 19 to hit. Yes. 16 points of magic piercing damage. Wow. Then another sharpshooter shot. 15 to hit. Yes. 21 piercing, and Blueberry is going to roll in for an additional four points. Nice. Jaska shoots it twice. Your second shot, it staggers down to one knee. And how does a tumbleweed (laughs) take out the last three points of a minotaur? Uh, 
Um, shoves a blueberry down his throat. <laughs> uh, blueberries, twigs, untangle yes. from each other and just lash out yes. at the creature, striking him across the chest and doing that last bit of damage. And in a very unceremonious <laughs> death, this minotaur just leans forward and falls face down from his knees oh onto the uh, floor of this dungeon. I want to check the Minotaur, loot the body, too. The Minotaur, other than the great axe and his very simple clothing, doesn't have anything else on him. Okay. Except for a headband with a red stone. Oh, no. Oh. He was in his son's Minotaur. I want to take that headband, though. Does it turn off? It uh, does flicker out. Okay. Yeah. All right. And you can remove it. You freed the last one, right? Yes, the fairies, they are freed. Are we going to free the humanoids that yes. are in the cells? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay, start unlocking mm-hmm. those. And as you go along, making your way, weaving along the cells to the place where Vin Weasel has figured out Pumpkin's location, there are 11 humans that you're able to free. All right. So what we're going to do is try and get us all out of here. But you've got to be quiet and stay out of danger. They all kind of nod, yes. They're just commoners. They're very right. nervous. I need someone to take that gift Yankee body and bring it with us. So they stare at you like, are you serious for a minute? And then they do. Like five or six of them grab this thing underneath the legs and the arms and they start carrying it along. This dead gift Yankee body. And we keep going toward Pumpkin. Mm-hmm. There we go. And you come around and you see a jail cell that has two bunks in it along with uh, your friend Pumpkin and an elf. He's pale with white hair, elven in nature, but the thing that seems weird is that what we would call the whites of his eyes are actually pitch black and he has golden irises that are just faintly glowing in this dim light. Can I do a nature or arcana check to see if I can figure out what he might be? Sure. Nature is probably the yeah. most accurate. 17. Because I've traveled, so I thought yeah, maybe. Yeah. You've heard of elves like these before. And Jaska, they are called... Astral elves. Astral, Astral elves. elves. That's what oh. I figured. Exactly. I, I wanted to say that, but I couldn't say it until I had made a roll and made sure that <laughs> he would know. But I say, this is an astral elf. You've made it to this cell. You see this astral elf that's in there with Pumpkin. Pumpkin is there, but has those silver manacles still around both sets of his paws. Mm. And the astral elf says, Why, Pumpkin, are these the friends you've told me so much about? Red Dirt D&D, Tales from the Ironwoods, is Brooke Bullock as Zianci and our Dungeon Master. Johnny Payne as Twitch, Kiri Hester as Billy, Connor Chenault as Jaska, Kim Cross as Beatrix, and I'm Michael Cross as Blackjack. The showrunner for Campaign 2 is Aiden Cross. Our theme music was created by the cinemagician P.J. Castillo. Our incidental music comes from Jeffrey McBride. Our sound effects and additional music, courtesy of TabletopAudio.com, Sirenscape, and Monument Studios. Dice for the Red Dirt D&D cast, provided by SD Way Gaming. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, at, at reddirtdnd.com. If you enjoy the new campaign of Red Dirt D&D, make sure to subscribe, rate us, and leave a comment. Also, tell your friends about Red Dirt D&D. 
You can also support the show at patreon.com slash reddirtdnd at whatever giving level works best for you. Join us next time as we travel farther into the Ironwoods. See, the great thing about doodling possums is that they're mostly just potatoes <laughs> with a little tail off the end. I wish I could get there. <laughs> Doodle little potatoes. <laughs> She's like, always when I draw, try and draw Billy, it never comes out as cute as I want him to be. After the short rest, I'm going to cast Find Familiar and get Vin back, who was fried to a crisp. <laughs> oh, poor Vin. Poor Poor Van Weasel. I okay. need everybody to shake their fur and see if we can get some dirt. <laughs> everyone, everyone, check your body for filth. <laughs> <laughs> can you unprecedentedate? Can you like <laughs> sorry, um, <laughs> We need to go the Captain Jack Sparrow route and just carry around. I was like a vampire in last grade. <laughs> yeah. If I was Simacy, I would have a jar of dirt. Yeah, I, would, I would have two handfuls of dirt. It moves around in the way a flame shouldn't be able to move around. It's flashing. It's jittering. I swear to God, if this is Layton, I'm going to come across this table. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when I said I was going to tie lots of threads together? Um, so Wait a minute. Is there any kind of ventilation system? <laughs> Do we know what that you is? You don't know <laughs> what a ventilation system <laughs> Oh, you know what a vent is, but you don't know what a sandwich is. <laughs> <laughs> That's mind-blowing. <laughs> And he turns to Beyonce. 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 Oh, well, let me try a key first because they're <laughs> wonderful, and I did get these two keys off of them. Well, she's gonna okay, be at so that now, for a while. Right. Can you well, fly out there and hold on to the? Layton, can, can you just make us small so we could just oh, get no, out of the balls? No, let's please don't. <laughs> <laughs> small in space. How small big is space. the key? We're the ship. <laughs> And we should probably roll for initiative. Everybody freeze. He <laughs> <laughs> cannot see us. I love that. Blackjack got a 32. Holy smokes. Dear Gussie. <laughs> Are those Estiway dice? <laughs> Are those Pathfinder stats? <laughs> Holy smokes. Gift, gift of alacrity. And, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, and, yeah. And I remember I have a plus seven to an initiative <laughs> as, it, as it starts. So 18. Was I got an 18 plus a six plus a seven? Nice. You're so first you rolled in the last session. That's what happened. <laughs> Yay, Beyonce. Beyonce, I did. Beyonce. Beyonce. <laughs> I tell you. No bard, unfortunately. <laughs> That'd be funny. There's Beyonce. <laughs> Zing. And. Sorry. <laughs> Falls face down from his knees oh, onto the uh, floor of this dungeon. <laughs> he died of embarrassment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I expected with the dragon. <laughs> yeah, then you did that first attack. <laughs> Nobody was left alive. <laughs> Billy, you might want to have to help me with the Minotaur. And you see Billy just dangling from a lantern in the ceiling because you guys were holding him up there and then left. <laughs> His legs are just so winging. Oh. I say, this is an astral elf. We've heard about these 
in the Feywild. They travel the space thing with the space and the, the stuff. Pumpkin, <laughs> <laughs> you realize as they're standing outside of your cell, it's evidently been a long day. These people look terrible. They're the you know, sin. I'm, I'm probably not looking much better myself. They smell of smoke. Yes. <laughs> and the astral elf says, Why, Pumpkin, are these the friends you've told me so much about? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? 